If you want to be successful, you have to take 100% responsibility for everything that you experience in your life. But what if we turned that into a question and asked, is that statement biblical? That's what we're going into in this episode of King's Code Radio. What's going on, guys? Welcome to this episode of King's Code Radio, where we are a movement of men, kingdom men, rising up as kings, kings unto the king of kings, and making it count in every area of life, while we bring God glory and produce results, much fruit in every area of life. Today, um, we're going to be talking about ownership and taking responsibility. I've been working on a little secret project uh, that I'll announce shortly here, but I've interviewed uh, a good number of professionals in business and in marriage. And uh, I posed a very specific question to them, and it was very interesting. Um, Every single one of them, not one said something different. Every single one of them said, you have to take responsibility for whatever caused that problem. You have to take ownership over your actions and over what you did to contribute to that problem. And I thought it was very fascinating that every single one had that type of response. No one said, oh, blame the other person, blame somebody else, blame something else for the circumstances or situations that you find yourself in. And so I posed a question the other night uh, to my family and I said, well, hey, tell me, is this, is this statement biblical or not? And I, and I posed it a couple different ways, but ultimately it was, uh, you have to take responsibility, 100% responsibility for the results you're getting in your life. Is that biblical or not? And then we pose the question, if you think it is, uh, are you taking 100% responsibility for the results in your life? When it led to a a fun conversation, and I think a a little bit more thought-provoking conversation, which I thought was good. Now, I I want want to basically, you know, in every area of life, uh, we have problems, obviously. There, There are things and obstacles that rise up. And sometimes we take uh, more of a back seat to some of these uh, situations and scenarios. And we just kind of go, well, um, I'm praying about it and I'm waiting on the Lord and I'm hoping and, and just waiting it out. And so the thing is, I am all for waiting on the Lord. But the interesting thing, and, and uh, well, for those of you, maybe that's a new statement. Let me just back up. If you've ever heard, or maybe you've never heard the statement, well, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord to make this thing happen. I'm waiting on the Lord for this promise to be fulfilled. I'm waiting on the Lord for success in this area of life. Um, That's awesome. But waiting on the Lord is not being lazy and watching Netflix and just waiting for God to serve you on a silver platter. That's not, that's not a biblical definition of waiting on the Lord. Uh, in Isaiah, where it talks about those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, a popular verse, right? That wait, when you start to tear apart the Hebrew, literally paints a picture of two cords being wound up and twisted up together. And so when you are waiting on God, when you are waiting on the Lord for this thing to pass, for this thing to come to pass, whatever it might be, it is not a lazy position we take. It is a position that we take in Him, through Him, with Him, while we continue to get twisted up and tied up 
in the Lord. Okay. So let me just preface that, that that is what wait on the Lord is. So it's not a lazy, um, let me blame the other person for the, these scenarios. Let me be the victim. It's nothing like that. So I want to point to, uh, an interesting story in the Bible real quick. And I think you guys might like this story and might relate to this story, uh, nicely. There is a man in the Bible known as, uh, Shamgar. Uh, and, and, and you can, you can read more about Shamgar in Judges 3, 31 and Judges 5, 6. Now, I have a tendency to always like reading about the guys where only like one or two verses is dedicated to them. So, Shamgar, uh, was, uh, basically a, a farmer. Uh, he, he was not a warrior. He was not a soldier. He was not a king. Uh, but he was ultimately at the time, uh, more of, of a, a farmer and, and, and things of that nature. So he was not trained in war. That's what I want to stress. He was not trained in war. But in, uh, in verse, uh, or I think it's chapter five, verse six, it talks about how the highways were unoccupied and, uh, and, and the travelers walked through the byways due to the fact that there were Philistines in the land and it was basically gang activity going on. That, that's, that's the best way to probably picture it is the Philistines had canvassed the area and they were ultimately blocking roads. They were preventing people from going on the highways. People had to try to figure out other ways to get stuff done causing economic issues. Because now if, if I can't travel with my ox and my sheep and my whatever, and you know, all that kind of bundles of wheat, um, now you are affecting my livelihood. Now, Shamgar had an opportunity here to be able to say, well, where on earth are the soldiers at? Where on earth are the warriors at that's going to fight these Philistines? I am not a warrior. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm just a guy trying to make a living, uh, uh, you know, with my cattle and all that kind of stuff. But he didn't. He had the opportunity to play the victim card and say, I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. And hopefully something will change down the road. Okay. But he didn't. In verse 31 of chapter 3, it says that uh, Shamgar slew, killed, slaughtered Philistines, 600 men, get this, not with a sword, not with a spear, but with an ox goad. Now check this out. An ox goad, uh, if you've ever seen it and it's worth a Google, basically, typically they were, is a rod with a pointed end and then kind of a, um, a flatter, sharper edge on the other side. And basically one was for prodding, you know, and the other one was for uprooting and, and breaking off roots. So let's say the sheep or whatever you happen to be hurting that day, you could break off roots that might get in the way and break a leg and all that kind of stuff. So an ox goad was not a weapon per se, but it was more of a tool. All right. Now it could be used as a weapon. And in this scenario, it was Shamgar killed over 600 Philistines with a stinking ox goad. This is someone that was not trained in battle and yet he got the job done. Now Shamgar decided to take ownership of the situation. He, he decided to take ownership of his life and say, I am not feeling the part, the part of, I'm just going to wait on the Lord kind of thing and use that as an excuse and watch Netflix until the Philistines go away. 
Shamgar said, I'm going to take ownership of this situation and I'm not willing to let the enemy creep in and take ground from me or my people, nothing. And so what he did was, and I love, I love the fact that Shamgar is different than so many other men in the Bible. Shamgar, it wasn't a full all out battle. Shamgar was a strategic, he did it strategically. He used strategy. It was not this battle of, or I'm going to take on 600 guys at one time. No, it was strategic. He took out over 600 Philistines strategically, one by one with an ox goad. And I like this because it gives, uh, it kind of paints the picture of God is also a strategic God. And so he had a specific strategy for Shamgar to win. And just like he has a specific strategy for you to win in life. I think back when my wife left, he gave me a very specific strategy that I was to use so I could win her back. And I could get her back and fight off the enemy. So God is a strategic God. And it's important to take note of that. It's not just in one area of life, but in every area, whether it be your spiritual walk, your faith, whether it be your marriage, whether it be your your kids and raising your kids, it could be your business, your finances, your career. You should be going to God and getting the strategy of what it is you're supposed to be doing. It could also be in your health and, and, and fitness and all of that well-being. What's the strategy? It's being on purpose rather than just saying, well, whichever way the wind blows, that's the what's going to happen. And I'm just going to accept it. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. And see, there is that mentality that people take and say, well, whatever happens must be God's will. Is it though? Because we also have a very real enemy and it is our job to be twisted up enough with the Lord to know, is this your will or is this go time? Is this fight time? Is the enemy trying to creep in? Where's my ox goat? (laughs) Where's my sword? Where I'm going to go to battle because I'm going to take ownership over my life. I understand that God is sovereign and has a plan and has a will, but I know because he's given me free will, I need to make the right choices and take responsibility for the choices that I make. It is my choice to say, I will fight. It is my choice to say, I'm going to sit this one out and I'm going to reap the consequences of that choice. All right. Making sense. Okay. So this is, this is extremely important to understand that Shamgar did not take or didn't make excuses, but he took ownership. He said, uh, I'm, I'm not going to let my limitations limit what God can do through me. And neither should you. If you're listening to this, do not <clears throat> get talked out of allowing your own limitations to limit God through you. Okay. So often we do that. So often we allow insecurities and past and regret and past failures and all that stuff to prevent us from moving forward in him. And we've got to say enough is enough. Shamgar took control. He took, he took ownership and said, I am not going to be the victim in this. I'm taking, I'm taking responsibility for my mind, my will, and my emotions. I'm taking responsibility for my family, my livelihood. Uh, I'm taking res- I'm taking responsibility and saying, I'm going to make something happen under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, which is our job. Because you got to understand, remember, we are kings unto the king of kings, right? And kingship is all about protection, exercising authority, reclaiming territory. And so if we are going to say, hey, I am going to rule and reign in life as this king, it means 
I'm going to take ownership over my domain. The things that God has put me in charge over, I am taking ownership over those things. And I am going to manage those things and rule over those things in a way that glorifies him. I'm not saying dictatorship. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying you are constantly under subjection to Jesus Christ, under his rule, under his authority, because he is the king of kings. So don't ever get it twisted that you're suddenly above all that because you're not. But you see, when we say, I will rise up as this king and live by this code, then I am going to take ownership. I'm not going to just wait unless God says, wait. And this is really the crux of the whole thing. And I I say this today because I, I want to encourage you that it really is this simple, is it is your job to go before the throne of the living God and say, what is it that, what's my portion in this? The Philistines are creeping in. Hey, life sucks. My marriage sucks. Finances are bad. My health is not where it needs to be. The business is not succeeding. My faith has become stagnant. What is the strategy? What am I supposed to do? If he says, wait, wait on me, then your job is to seek him continually. Get in the word, wait on him, get twisted up with him. But if he gives you a strategy and says, okay, you're supposed to do this, this, and that, then that is what you're going to do. And you're going to walk by faith, knowing that you're being obedient to the thing that he has called you to do. It is that simple, knowing that he will bless and honor and bring favor upon the thing that he has told you to do. That simple, plain and simple, but it's still taking ownership, saying, God, I understand that you are sovereign and you own it all, but you have given this part to me to do, and this is what I will do. All right. So guys, I I say all that because it is time for us to rise up as men and say, I am not going to let the culture dictate how I raise my kids. I am not going to let society tell me what manhood and masculinity is. No, I'm going to go for, I'm going to go to God for that information and live that out. I'm not going to let some stupid music videos Tell my kids, tell society that it's okay to do all this weird, perverse stuff. I'm not, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with it dictating that men are lazy and women should just be doing and leading the household. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say, I'm just going to try and do what everybody says to do with my finances and with my business. No, go get your strategy. Go get truth from God and walk that out, knowing that you have gotten your strategy. You've gotten information. You've gotten wisdom from the Lord himself. And if you have that, man, you are rocking and set up for success. Rather than saying, I'm not going to take any kind of ownership. I'm not going to take any kind of responsibility. I'm just going to wait for the wind to blow and maybe then the Philistines will leave. You will waste years of your life if you take on that mentality of I'm just waiting and I'm taking the lazy route. Remember, wait on the Lord's different. Waiting just for the wind to blow and waiting for circumstances to change. Maybe God's saying, I've given you the authority to go make that change. All right, food for thought, guys. Let me know what you think. I would appreciate it. Leave a comment, leave, rate uh, uh, this podcast so I know if you're liking this or not liking this. Um, Leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. And definitely check out more at thekingscode.com. We've got some exciting updates coming, so stay tuned for the next couple episodes where I will be um, updating you on what those updates are. All right, guys, until next time, God bless.